Hello, and welcome to the Aggressively Mediocre Podcast. I'm MJ. I'm Chris. And we're here to find out what makes a mediocre movie mediocre in its own special way. Yeah, so today we'll be uh, talking about the 2015 classic, spell that with a K, of Rock the Casbah. Um, it is a movie featuring Bill Murray, Zoe Deschanel, and uh, a really odd Bruce Willis and Kate Hudson. Yep, Kate um, Hudson. Danny McBride's in it. Scott McCann. Scott Can um, or Scott McCann? No, it's Scott Con. Con, oh, okay. Con. Yeah, well, I Sorry. think he's uh, I think he's James Con's son. Ah. If um, I knew who James Con was, that would be more impressive. Uh, ooh, yeah, no, you got to get some James Con in you, buddy. I, I'm sure I do. Um, yeah. So this movie came out in 2015, directed by Barry Levinson, who is mm-hmm. also known for other movies, uh, yeah, such as Rain Man uh, and Wag the Dog. Uh, yeah. And written by Mitch Glazer, who writes for Bill Murray a lot. For instance, Scrooged and Lost in Translation. Yeah, his his uh, two of his kind of more seriously considered works. I guess Scrooge is not necessarily considered serious, but Lost in Translation is like Bill Murray's serious movie. Right, so. right. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically the overview. That's the cast of it. Yeah. Um, you want to just and get into the summary? Yeah, actually, real quick, though, uh, yeah. I want to let the viewers know uh, we're doing a special game. Uh, we're doing a word of the week, or really a phrase of the week. Oh, my uh, God. How do I play? Uh, well, um, how you play, MJ, is you keep throwing random phrases and words out there. And if you're right, you'll get a prize at the end. Uh, if not, then uh, we're going to delete the entire episode. Oh, so no. you gotta you got to do it. Uh, viewers, you can do it. Uh, by tweeting it at us, uh, and you don't really get a prize, but you know, they they say that interactivity is important for podcasts. But Chris, how how will this work if we're recording it now and not live? I mean, this is live. Every single time that you push push play on this podcast, we have to run over to our seats and start recording again. It's a real pain in the ass. It really sucks. Please stop doing that. Uh, so, uh, Chris, I think I know the, the magic phrase. Okay, try it. Is it Baba Booey? No, sorry. Uh, not, not this week. That was last week, so you just missed it. If we were recording this a week earlier. Last week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, wait, wait well, real quick. Yeah. Do a quick check. Did you say Baba Booey last week at all? Damn it, I didn't. Oh, man, you would have gotten such a good prize. Ah, uh, buddy. Sorry. Try again. Uh, I, you know what? I will. Um, that I will not be focused on being entertaining. I'm just going to be focused on um, figuring out this phrase. And that's my excuse this week. <laughs> yes, that's a good excuse. Yep. Uh, so, without uh, further ado, uh, let's play the game. I mean, let's do a podcast. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Rock the Casbah, the 2015 classic from the mind of Mitch Glazer and directed by Barry Levinson, um, centers around the Bill Murray character, basically Bill Murray, but his name is Richie Lands in this movie, who is a down-and-out rock manager. He manages rock stars, or more accurately, managed rock stars, after a series of perhaps less than ideal... um, Less than stellar. 
less than he's got it he doesn't have a good track record he finds himself in a motel in van nuys california which you know for our for our valley fans out there nothing wrong with van nuys yeah i i've heard nasty rumors about it but i'm sure it's fine it's fine i've been there it's fine um so uh basically bill murray is trying hard as bill murray can try to um break out of his relative obscurity new obscurity as uh this valley talent agent um and he books one of his clients zoe de chanel on what is essentially a uso tour through afghanistan during the war um they go over there much to the chagrin of zoe de chanel's ronnie uh ronnie is it smiler probably it doesn't yeah. say on MD- imdb so she might as well not have a last name uh, but as soon as they get over there, um, Zoe Deschanel goes AWOL and, uh, through the help of Bombay Brian, Bruce Willis's character, makes it back to Dubai to go back to America. Um, we were made to believe that the Kabul, Bill Murray... Kabul, not, not, not Dubai. No, she goes back to Dubai. Oh, she goes they to go Dubai, to and then they're they in go Kabul. To Kabul. They're in Kabul. She goes, she goes to, Dubai, back to Dubai, and then from Dubai to U.S. Yep. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so basically you are led to believe in the beginning of this movie that the movie is focused on the Bill Murray Zoe Deschanel USO tour. Uh, you have been deceived, sir. Yep. You um, don't see Zoe Deschanel ever again. Yeah, she's gone. From 2015 Never. on, I don't, has anybody seen her? No. Can we get a check on, on Zoe Deschanel? Tell me, have you seen her? Oh, that's a good song. Uh, did they cover that song in this? They should have. Actually, no, that's a little bit more Motown than this movie hit. I gotcha. So basically, um, Bill Murray now out a star, out a thousand dollars, and his passport, which Zoe Deschanel took with him, for some with reason. her, uh, for some reason, um, is now stranded in Kabul uh, with basically no sympathetic characters around him. Um, he then meets two drug or uh, two gun runners, um, a la War Dogs, in Scott Kahn and Danny McBride, who convince him to. Um, bring a shipment of weapons to a small village who are freedom fighters of the Pashtuns. They're, they're the good guys. They're the they good guys. They assure us. Yep. Um, and if it sounds like this movie is setting up a uh, we're not, you know, supplying the bad guys, we're supplying freedom fighters in the hills against the evil people, this movie is not smart enough for that. Nope. Um, it makes it seem like it's going to do that, but when... Bill Murray goes to drop off the guns and ammo to this village. He discovers with his magic ears a uh, a singer in a cave that is just so amazingly gorgeous. Which I to I mean to be fair, really fantastic singer. Um, She's pretty good. It, she uh, she. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a thing I want to say about her, but we'll talk about that later. And the uh, when Bill Murray uh, leaves the uh, the village that he had delivered the guns and ammo to, uh, he finds that this girl had stowed away with him uh, in an attempt to get on the Afghani version of American Idol. Yeah, uh, Afghan Star. Afghan Star, which uh, is a real thing, or at least the title of the book that this movie is based off of. Right, yeah, it, it was a real thing. I think it still is a real thing. I could be wrong, but yeah, it definitely at one point was real. So at this point, the the main conflict in the movie is that Afghanistan, being a very conservative country, um, 
apparently will not let women sing on television. And um, basically, I... Richie, played by Bill Murray, has to convince the uh, the producers to let her go on to show her beautiful, God-given voice. Um, and then there's a gunfight, and then it's the end of the movie. Yep. And she wins. Did... She won it all. Yeah, she, she won it all. Through the power of Cat Stevens. Yep. Uh, because uh, Afghanistan only has Cat Stevens. Well, it's it's you know the Muslim West. Uh, Cat Stevens kind of notoriously uh, converted to Islam. Uh, I want to say late seventies, early eighties, uh, something like that. Uh, changed his name to Yusef Islam, uh, and has been a little bit controversial since then, uh, for one reason or another. Uh, I didn't know necessarily that. Necessarily get into. Yeah. I I actually I like that a little bit more now. Yeah, it, it makes it makes it make more sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, go ahead. And that actually that actually plays into part of why. Uh, it, it plays into something that we're going to get into later of the reason why one might enjoy this movie more uh, and, and why we don't necessarily enjoy it as much as like you, you wouldn't know that if you weren't into that kind of music, you know? Right. And even if you are, it, it, it actually, I, I learned about that maybe half a decade ago and it's been something that it, it's not usually something that comes up in, in conversation uh, until this movie. So, right. Um, and, all right, so I'm going to say something. We can cut it if we need to. All right. Sure. So I don't want to seem insensitive um, in, in talking about this movie. But, uh, Chris, if we're being honest, I don't know much about Afghanistan and uh, its culture or its practices. So um, if we have any um, Afghan fans... Um, please uh, angrily tweet at us and report us to whatever uh, works best for you. Probably going to get that last part. No, Perfect. see, I, I, I agree. Um, there is, it, and that's something that happens in a lot of this kind of movie. And it, like, it's so hard to tell what is exaggerating the culture for effect, what is making up things for a culture for effect, what is being actually showing the culture as it is uh, and then playing off of that, or what is just like, making up things about a culture to scare uh and, and movies like this it it it, it becomes touchy you know it, yeah in, in a with with a culture that is just so not ours yeah you know? i don't know what parts of this movie are plot points like legitimate earned plot points or if this is made up basically you know baloney um mm. so a lot of this movie might go over not not over your head because as i said before it's not a lot of movies can be smarter than their audiences and mm -hmm. i do not believe that this is one of those yeah i know that they actually filmed in afghanistan for parts of it and morocco for other parts of it oh that that plays into the casbah thing yep uh even though there are no casbahs in afghanistan as uh bill murray's precocious child tells him at the first five minutes of the movie yeah before we get into it um did it seem like he's way too old to have such a young daughter <laughs> yes i mean it was like yes, the, it, does. it was like the al pacino thing all over again mm -hmm. but like at least less gross yeah he was uh let's see uh at least 70 right when this movie came oh, out. oh yeah he didn't look good no either. um and uh this this child was like eight or nine by the way, he is—he was sixty-five when this movie came out. Don't oh, worry. oh, he's 
so he's uh, over 70 now. I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray does not look good in this movie. No, he looks washed up, which theoretically is intentional. Is in character. Is in character, for sure. Um, but definitely not. He doesn't look like the kind of person who would be that old and have a kid that is that young. Yeah. Uh, it implies something that I don't think they necessarily meant to imply in that, like, that he... Because part of, part of his washed-upness is he uh, tricks people out of money by uh, kind of targeting young women uh, and saying, like, hey, I'll get you into show business, babe. All you got to give me is $1,000 and a handshake. Uh, which, of the things involving hands that they could give him for the show business, that's one of the least bad ones. Yeah, especially, uh, like, I'm really happy this didn't go Weinstein. Yeah. Um, because that's a completely different movie that I don't think anyone wants to see right now. It. Yeah. Um, give it give it 10 years. Yeah. Maybe. Please cut that. Please cut that joke. <laughs> you got it. Um, but yeah, so so it implies that he uh, knocked up one of his young women that he like signed on. At least I, I think I, I don't know. I did not uh, make that inference. I didn't until I started talking about this because that's the only kind of thing that makes sense because it's not necessarily somebody like I guess it could be that he like married and fell in love but again there's still that age difference and with his line of business of kind of approaching women in a position of power it's not great you know no I, I don't know if it's entirely predatory but it isn't savory either no exactly uh, all right so that's enough of kind of introducing this movie this movie i would say needs no introduction but i think introduction is basically all that this movie has yep. um it, it doesn't really go anywhere with that but um it doesn't go anywhere with anything uh the other thing uh like i just uh, let's just uh kind of get into it what uh what do you think of this movie i didn't like it what i i didn't like it one bit the way I, you were uh, talking about it you you, could, you didn't know. find this delightful I know I was so glowing in the in the uh, summary, and and the subsequent parts. Uh, and I know it's so surprising that I didn't enjoy this movie, uh, but no, I hated it most of all the movies we've seen. Really? Yeah. Uh, now I, I, I am also basing please. that off of just having seen it, not necessarily because like I stewed on eighty eight minutes, and now I despise that movie. Right. Um, but like this is a lot more fresh, so it's I, I might stew on it and then like have zero feelings about it or i just might dislike it more and more as time goes on but i just didn't enjoy it at all uh, why why did well we'll get into why um mm-hmm. personally this movie made no effect on me i yeah. watched it i had downloaded it on netflix and watched it on a plane and as soon as uh, by the time i had my bag it was gone from my brain mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it was <laughs> good it was completely this this movie it doesn't really take any risks from from my, from my standpoint. It kind of wastes the the stars that it has, and it and the story it has. Yeah, uh, we'll get into basically how many different stories this movie could have gone on and been a better movie. Um, but I'll give you a hint: it's more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it's. Um, I, I'm glad this this movie was only an hour forty five. Um, even that was it was it, it was, was a, a bit long yeah uh it does that thing like in um return of the king where there's a couple different endings or specifically there's multiple different climaxes in the movie um that neither of them feel super earned or uh, 
important by the time they come along. And yeah. it's more like we have to pay this off, kind of. Yeah, it's it's more like oh, it's like it's time to end the movie, but there's so many loose ends. But oh man, we're only an hour fifteen in. Like it's it's uh, there's a lot of setup that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, man, how how much can we tear into this movie? Uh, hopefully a lot. It's it's one of those things that we can't get too much because it's one of those things in order to tear into something it has to have substance you know and this right. movie just doesn't have very much substance uh it was it half-hearted and half-assed in most of what it did uh and so it's 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 hard because you only have half an ass to work with you know right and we all know it's tough to make a good shit with half an ass it's true uh so um quick question and this might be a challenge what was your favorite part Oof. Um, how loose could I get with the definition of favorite? <laughs> what was a part that uh, pleased you? Oh, uh, how was that how worse? Loose, <laughs> how loose can I get with the word pleased? Uh, what was the least uh, offensively bad part of this movie? Uh, don't don't weasel your way out of this one. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Uh, I liked okay okay yeah no okay uh after they uh discover this this talented girl um she actually is briefly a character uh in that she actually has uh motivations and uh drive and uh what's the word i'm looking for uh no like uh autonomy yeah okay yeah I'll talk agency like, agency thank you thank you that's the word i was looking for um she has agency uh because she sneaks into like when, once they find her they don't like just take her right away she sneaks off from her family and her village in their in, in uh bill murray and uh his taxi driver's uh trunk and she like convinces them to take her as opposed to convinces they convince her to, to go you know what i mean and yeah. uh, that that brief section of like once she's there and once they get her to back back to Kabul is I I it, it, that could have been a really good movie like if if that if the sensibilities and like the characters and the stuff in that section of the movie had been the movie it would have been a better movie yeah um the the singer character Salima um yes. is incredibly like it, it's. This movie is almost a girl power movie, um, and it might be in relation to um, the culture portrayed in this movie. Yeah. But for most of the movie, um, it contrary to that individual part, Salima is a set piece. Yep, she's she's um, honestly she's kind of a MacGuffin. She's kind of an item, and that's so shit. <laughs> yeah, and she's only part of one of the movies to climaxes which is unfortunate because she is one of the better parts of this movie oh no you forgot she does give some empty vapid uh again and they use the phrase mystic east which i don't i'm not a fan of uh, uh, yeah do you know that that, this movie? that uh dials back to uh orientalism by mm -hmm. edward said um yeah. which is uh a kind of uh, historical look at east versus west that um not entirely sure if that uh what's it called if that dissected the rumor or reinforced it because back in the early 20th century they kind of blended together yeah there there's it's 
as soon as you start attributing magic to a whole culture in a universe that doesn't actually contain magic, it gets a little dicey. And right. it definitely plays into shitty things that uh, this movie doesn't necessarily steer away from. But anyway, she she delivers some vapid, uh, you know, you can do it. You can you can win the gunfight kind of or, or or actually, if you don't win the gunfight, it's OK, because I still had fun. Paraphrasing. Yeah, uh, it turns out the bullets that we got along the uh, were the friends along the way. Yeah, the real bullets we got were the friends we made along the way. Now, uh, my favorite part uh, is related to bullets. It's in Scott Kahn and Danny McBride's characters who play a pair of opportunistic uh, gun runners who exploit both um, military uh, contracts and kind of just gun running for for hire almost being like mercenaries but with just the guns what's a freelance yeah freelance uh there's a word for that smugglers um and there's a uh, word for that and it's not a positive connotation word please tell me war profiteer yeah no there's there were profiteers um the they are at the very least consistent within this movie they are probably typecast and like nothing against either Danny McBride or Scott Kahn, but they kind of do sometimes slump into that kind of scuzzy uh, American dude exploitative. Bro good yeah, for it. dude bros. Yeah. So, uh, but their characters have very clear motivation. They are consistent throughout the movie, and they do things that are, for the most part, pretty smart. Um, yeah, and they're, at they're least for their enough. characters. Yeah, and that's why um, the parts with them in them. Is probably my or probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I kind of I kind of already said this movie is really unspectacular to me. Um, I think that this is uninspired and like I don't know. Like I say uninspired. It was very obviously by literally inspired by this book Afghan Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is based and, and on the story, the, the true story. story. Yeah. yeah. Of, of the uh, first woman to actually be an Afghan star. She didn't win. Uh, she... One second, I'm waiting for a motorcycle to go by. Uh, she didn't win. She got uh, third place, I believe. Uh, and <laughs> it would have been a much better story <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that's what they were actually following, if they were more true to the book or true to that real-life story. Right. Uh, yeah, so, like... I wasn't impressed by the. Um, I wasn't impressed by this movie, uh, the, specifically at the te- technical details. I didn't notice any particularly challenging shots. I didn't notice any, um, you know, it was inspired. Flat. Yeah, it was it was flat. It's it's shot like the bevy of world war movies that came out mm-hmm. in the in the outs, you know. Yeah. Um, Which is sad because it's a twenty fourteen movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it just looks like other movies and obviously i mean you can only do so much if the main like setting is desert and desert village and desert city um but i mean you still have a much prettier movies uh in in settings like that in you know uh yeah they actually sniper in you know three kings and a lot Mm -hmm. of the the movies that kind of took a similar setting and ran somewhere very different with them yeah the the area where they potentially could have gotten a lot cooler 
without having to like exaggerate much or or even do very much is they, they go to a nightclub uh which is where uh bill murray meets uh kate hudson's character who is a just prostitute on, on the front lines i think it's uh, sex worker now mm, yeah okay yeah she's a sex worker on the front lines uh which is she's actually in her she own way very empowered yeah she's she's through, very through the entire movie compared to several of the other characters especially she's like very in charge of herself very like knows what she wants and takes it and all that stuff uh so and, and in that perspective it's good but uh i also have more i can say about her but uh there's this when they meet her she's she's in a pool and it could have been so much prettier uh than they had it yeah because i mean kate hudson is objectively gorgeous mm-hmm. the uh the night scene was i feel like it was very vibrant minus the way that it was shot um you know you have this uh this woman in a very in a nice like sparkly silky dress swimming through the water it could have been just a really really cool shot and Mm -hmm. um it it just kind of looked like a woman swimming (laughs) in a dress you know like yeah they, they could have given her this very you know ethereal quality if they had wanted to but they just didn't didn't really uh, congratulations. Ethereal is the word of the week sponsored oh. by Subaru. Uh, Subaru. Uh, it's what makes Ethereal Ethereal. <laughs> uh, I would buy a Subaru Ethereal. Ethereal. Uh, I don't think I would just because I think uh, I'm afraid of ghosts. Yeah. I'd be a little worried that people would like judge me and be able to see through the doors and stuff, see me just shoveling food in my mouth constantly while I'm driving. Have you ever thought about that? I know it's it's not exactly new territory for jokes, but like Wonder Woman's invisible jet, like is she actually flying through the air? Because honestly, I've I've never read the old the old comics. Like it's an, well, at very least the show, the animated show, which I think is where it kind of really comes from. The Superman uh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was legitimately an invisible plane, uh, and like she couldn't fly otherwise, and it was just like a actual like small fighter jet that uh was invisible have you ever thought about invisible vehicles uh i i I always think of it especially in relation to the invisible boat mobile in spongebob that Uh, that was a fun way to do it how inconvenient it would always be it would have to be a situation where like uh you would have to be able to turn on and off the cloaking you know what i mean right absolutely because otherwise again like they they make jokes in in uh, SpongeBob, it's hard to find if it's an invisible vehicle, and people but, are gonna like, run into it all the fucking time. The thing, like, in addition to like, I park it. If it's invisible, someone's gonna hit me, right? Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna try to get that spot. In addition yeah, to that, yeah. when you're on the road, I think it's so much more important that cars can see you. For, That's true. Then, then there's any yeah. reason for it to be invisible. Yeah, there's a whole. I mean, there's a reason why people have bumper stickers saying "Watch out for motorcycles," and motorcycles aren't even actually invisible. They're just yeah. mostly invisible compared to a car. Yeah. Uh, people want to get on motorcycle riders for having the really loud pipes and stuff, but it's actually, mm-hmm. in most cases, for safety. Yeah. Um, this has been brought to you by um, Subaru, unveiling their motorcycle in 2021. God. The Subaru Ethereal motorcycle. Yes, it is. That, that uh, work. That unlike work. the name implies, it is not invisible. So. Oh, shit. You know what, though? Huh. You know who they could get to sponsor that? Who? Ghost Rider. Brilliant. Brilliant. Cut it.
get Nick uh, Cage, get him to reprise his beloved role of Ghost Rider for to advertise the Subaru Ethereal motorcycle. Uh, somebody should be paying us for these insights. I just want <laughs> I, everyone to know. Hopefully, hopefully Subaru. But if anybody else wants to pay us for these insights, we'll do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, only I the just, Subaru things. I just paid myself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think I earned a thousand dollars from that. So oh, I I, I nice. gave myself a thousand dollars. I didn't earn any money from that. Hey, Trust you know, me. keep working at it, buddy. <laughs> Maybe uh, one day. Do you take exposure? Uh, well, I would feel exposed in a Subaru Ethereal. Does that count? Uh, no, it doesn't because the Subaru Ethereal has the highest uh, rated safety tests. Yeah. For a <laughs> it just motorcycle. Has them. Yeah, it okay. has them. It just has them. Uh, you can take them yourself if you want. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, that's that's enough faffing about. God, it really tells you how bad this movie is because I enjoyed that twenty-minute interlude so much more than i'm enjoying talking about this movie it just sucks and just like that interlude it's uh it seemed a lot longer than it was yeah yeah uh, dragged poor pacing so uh last week we introduced a new thing kind of where we say uh what you're missing by not watching this movie um this is tough because i want to be as positive as possible um what i yeah. will say about this movie is that you are missing a really solid half musical, uh, kind of a la um, a uh, Blues Brothers, where yeah. it's it's the music is central to the plot and played within it, but not necessarily um, yeah like disjointed and drawing away from the uh, the plot. It's like half diegetic, half non diegetic music. Uh, please. Uh, for our less informed me, uh, what is diegetic? Diegetic is, I'm not sure the exact definition, but in the context of uh, music and, and uh, diegetism, diegetism, uh, di- diagonal, uh, it, it means that it's occurring within the universe of the story or is outside of the universe of the story. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's largely involved in musicals. Um, because some musicals are diegetic in that, like, the music is happening in the actual context of the story all the time. Or it's just, like, little interludes that just happen to sound like they're, uh, like, like pictures into the character's thoughts more so than actual singing that happens outright on the streets that everybody rags on. Which I think right. really only happens uh, earnestly in, like, the band man. The uh, band man. The band man. Is that is that what it's called? With the, the Music Man? Music Man, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it only happened in the Music Man. Right. Uh and and a lot of a lot of ones have a mixture of diegetic and non-diegetic. Mm-hmm. Um Hairspray's one that has a a pretty good mix. Non-diegetic diegetic is happening in the story. Non-diegetic not happening almost in like the an aside universe. or a uh, Yeah, it, it's very much okay. like an aside. Gotcha. Uh, we have now learned the word of the week. Congratulations, the week. everybody. It's diegetic and non-diegetic. Uh, probably. This has been Trope Talk. I'm Chris. So um, that's that's kind of what you're missing in this movie, is mm-hmm. that it actually does have decently good music if you mm-hmm. are really into disco and Cat Stevens and all of that Late music. Late 60s, early 70s. Uh, it, it's uh, cream uh, sort of music. It's... Uh, 
I, again, Cat Stevens is is a really good example. Uh, animals they play a little bit of. Um, I it does warm my heart anytime I hear. Uh, Please don't let me be misunderstood by the animals uh, in in a movie um, or or in a story in general because uh, it's just a very very powerful song. But I and feel like it was kind of even wasted in here. But. If uh, none of these songs or artists are really um, piquing your interest, that's fine. Because that's kind of yeah. what we're gonna get into here. They um, do have they do have the absolute most stereotypical use of knocking on heaven's door I've heard in a movie in a very long time. That's impressive because I don't think I've heard that song outside of a stereotypical movie, generally montage. Yeah, but like the fact that they were just like, Oh, the bad guys are coming. Oh, feels like we're knocking on heaven's door. Like woof. Wow. Right. That's not subtle. Yeah, in in all reality, you're missing this in this movie a pretty, like a pretty bad Bill Murray performance, which is unfortunate yep. because I think personally, uh, I, Bill Murray's a, a national treasure. Yeah, Bill uh, somebody great. guard him from Nicolas Cage because Nicolas Cage is coming on his Subaru Ethereal to steal <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill um, Murray's acting talent. He already yeah. did it to John Travolta and to uh, Bruce Willis. So. No, uh, so yeah, um, what's it? Bill Murray is generally the best part of any movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is a character in a movie, I will generally watch that movie. And a big part of that is because it seems to me like Bill Murray's in two or three movies a year, and generally they are pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a little bit almost always play himself, which. It, it, he fortunately he's charming enough that it's never usually like a works. real issue. Yeah, and this one he played like a shitty version of himself, and it was Which rough. I really hope that this isn't Bill Murray in real life. Yeah, that makes me sad. From everything I've heard about Bill Murray, it's not, but uh, you never know. So um, yeah, you're missing that. You're missing just use the hour or use the hundred and five minutes somehow else. Yeah, better. Read a book. Uh, so read, um, honestly, probably read Afghan Star. I haven't read it, but it's probably a better use of your time. Heck, yeah. Read the Wikipedia page for the event. Probably a better use of your time. So yeah, uh, let's uh, let's get into that. Just so you, uh, our dear listener, are not tempted to uh, watch this movie. <laughs> uh, what you you said something earlier, and I I kind of want to get get into it. Like get get deeply into it. Yeah, dig um, in. Well, what what was num, it num, num. that you that you were thinking of, just like getting into and analyzing? Uh, I got a couple things. Uh, the big one that I really wanted to talk about ever since I saw this movie is the fact that this movie is made for our uncle. Right. For those of you who are confused, we all have uh, uncles, hypothetically, yep. uh, and specifically, this most uncle lives in no 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 judgment. Um, Kentucky. We're not, saying, we're not saying anything about Kentucky, but they do live in Kentucky. <laughs> your, your uncle lives in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and if you don't understand what we're saying, skip skip this section. Yeah, um, he he maybe peaked in high school, maybe peaked in his his uh, mid twenties after college. Um, listens to a very specific kind of music, which is the music that this movie plays. He generally uh, supports his. He loves his country. Mm-hmm. He, um, yep. He's a good, God-fearing man. 
Yep. And none of these things are are bad. I none we want to make that digs, very very clear. Yeah, but, but just it's, that it's, we are not that person. We're not. And and as much as I check check off check off some of those boxes. Um, for example, I knew every song in this, um, apart from the Kid Rock one, which the fact that it played a Kid Rock song also tells you about how it's a, for, for our uncle, which I actually heard the phrase uh, platonic ideal recently in describing something else, and that's what it feels like. It's the pl- platonic ideal of an uncle. Um, right. e- even though I, I fulfill some of those things, because I don't fulfill the other parts, this movie is not for me, and it makes it harder for me to enjoy because this movie is so aimed at that, I aimed at our uncle, that anybody else is kind of going to get is not going to enjoy this movie right so um yeah so about that do you think that a movie's target audience is really important to how it is delivered or how it is seen or do you think that a movie can can kind of afford to be agnostic of who it's um who the uh like who will see it it it's it's really important to know who your target demographic is going to be, and I think that in order for your movie to be commercially successful, it has to be a pretty wide brim of who it's aiming at, and it's important to know what that is and then to lean into it, and I think this movie did a really good job of identifying who that they were aiming at with this movie, and actually it also did a really good job leaning into that. However, <laughs> it was not a broad enough person uh, or a broad enough uh, demographic for it to be any kind of popular. And while it's very hard actually for me to fault a movie for not like being the kind of movie that I would normally watch on my own or would enjoy on my own, um, because again, I, I don't, I don't have a taste for everything. I don't usually like horror movies, for example, and and plenty of people do. But like th- how strongly it's for our uncle kind of makes it almost. Um, and this is this okay. This is going to be a little bit of a weird metaphor. I, I might cut this. Um, Please. In in nature, certain fruits and and vegetables and plants and stuff will develop certain characteristics that will allow them to be eaten by the correct animals in order to spread their uh, seeds and such for future generations. For example, uh, most spicy foods uh, like chilies and jalapenos and all that stuff, uh, peppers uh, are prohibitively spicy to mammals uh like that's uh, it's actually a little bit nuts that uh people like to eat spicy things because it's a defense mechanism that these uh plants have developed in order to not be eaten by mammals um however birds are not affected by capsaicin which is the the chemical that uh makes this uh, basically makes things spicy uh and chemical is probably not the right word um so birds are able to eat these peppers wonderfully so they eat the, they eat the peppers, they eat the seeds, they that, then you know deposit the seeds later. That makes a lot of sense because, as we all know, chicken wings are made from birds. Yep, and and so it makes sense that they're naturally spicy, and that's why they use it for those. Brilliant, uh, brilliant, and and so that's the thing. This this movie is built for that. It, 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 this movie is similar to that in that like it is so finely tuned to be delivered to this one audience that it becomes painful to non-audience members which is not what you want <laughs> if you're gonna make a movie that is very tightly demographic do you want to at least make it at least palatable to, right. to the non-target demographic i think marvel does a really great job of this usually and it's actually something dc does a poor job of is they and and some might argue that this is 
not necessarily a good thing uh that that marvel is is a little bit softer to consume um because it is kind of easier to uh, appeal to people who are not into the comic book genre whereas uh, dc movies are a little bit harder to consume because they are stronger into comic books or at least dc comics right so you you basically have these studios weighing between do we want to make something that is faithful yet esoteric to our target audience or mm-hmm. do we want to make something that's more accessible but might uh, estrange your your core fans right um, and and that's that i mean back to the marvel and dc thing that's why you have uh some people you know that's why you have marvel kind of being what some may call formulaic is that mm-hmm. they are very accessible they are pretty simple but then you fill in the the parts with the interesting characters and the interesting mechanics and yeah and the themes and the generally well you know well executed um you know movies and you have a really good movie that might not be as hard comics as you might want they're 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 moving away from that for what Mm -hmm. it's worth um just as you know they have more people buy into this world um but then on the the other hand entry is a lot lower so it can be a little bit more higher on the like the actual movie you know right I mean? it's, it's like the kind the of thing first step to get there is yeah yeah you 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 don't have a doctor strange without an iron man yep. iron man is is pretty even or, or even you, you don't have a doctor strange without an iron man a captain america and a thor you know what i mean you, right you kind of gotta you gotta build you gotta, to that you gotta build up to that um yeah. on the other hand you have um the DCEU, which is doing really cool things with really interesting characters and uh, and and really takes ambitious directions in some mm-hmm. ways that some people might not agree with, um, but uh, it's a big part of that is because it's predicated on us knowing the characters and loving whatever they're going to do. Personally, I think that they haven't gotten batman really right in a while just because they uh, like it with both batman and superman they focus on a couple comic runs rather than the entirety of the character and even to be fair it's like several different characters in one and i think that it's really difficult to get those characters that have become it's like the difference between uh because because comic books are new myths are are new mythology it's like zeus is generally going to be this guy whereas like perseus can be a whole like there's a lot more wiggle room as to who Perseus can be. Right. And it's like that with DC and Marvel. Yeah, like um, uh, 10 years ago, nobody had heard of Star-Lord, of yep. the Guardians of the Galaxy, but everybody had heard of Superman. So you're kind of, you're you're starting pretty pretty much in a box, which is, you know, where you can only really be esoteric versus, you know, you can say, oh, Star-Lord's this character over here. Let's make him uh, Chris Pratt. He's good right now. Yeah, um, he's and uh, yeah, and, and run with that. Um, and you know what really sucks about this analogy? What? We're going to have to go back to talking about Rock the Casbah at some point. <sighs> I know. It sucks. Um, it's, it's like that, though. You know, the, the, it's, it's so strongly in that direction that anybody else approaching it is not going to enjoy it. Right. Um, try as you may, if you are not the, the target demographic of this movie – you're probably going to have a sore taste in your mouth for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know I did. Yeah, uh, I want to I bring up something um, sure. that I really noticed about this movie. And um, audience, maybe you picked it up in the summary, but this movie is not uh, smooth. That's just that's the best way of saying is, is it's not yeah. smooth. 
the first 45 minutes, would you say? Uh, yeah, it, almost we, exactly 45 minutes. We aren't introduced to the uh, the singing character, uh, yeah, Salima. Salima, she's in it for roughly 30 seconds at the very beginning as kind of like a teaser. Uh, yeah, but it's after almost, that... Nothing. It's almost like a like a Breaking Bad cold open where yeah. you see at the is, end of the episode why we showed you this at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's the bear in the pool, uh, the stuffed animal in the pool shot. It's it's definitely a cold open. I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um. So that kind of brings me to something. Um. Let's let's talk about um, pacing and the organization of a movie. Okay. This movie did something for 45 minutes, did a different thing for another 45 minutes, and then wrapped it up with a gunfight, which just makes this movie hard to watch. So how much do you think uh, pacing plays into a movie, would you say, as as the expert that you are? Yeah, I'm such an expert. Uh, pacing is so important. It, it doesn't necessarily make or break a movie uh, for me, but it it's all about making the movie easier, you know? If the pacing is going to be bad, then it makes it harder to enjoy everything else about the movie. If the pacing is good, then it's easier to enjoy everything else about the movie. Right. Uh, but it's such a – it's not necessarily subjective, but it's so easy to go at a movie and come up with a whole bunch of different pacings. You know, everybody's going to have a slightly different pacing that they really enjoy uh, right. from a movie. Uh, I don't – I'm sure that there is one that most people can agree on is perfectly paced, but I, I haven't seen a movie that – didn't have a scene that kind of either drug or just like went too fast and you know because it's difficult you know because because what's going to be important to the director or the editor is always going to be different than what's important to the people watching right uh for instance in this movie there is an basically an unbroken minute of bill murray poorly seeing deep purple's smoke on the water <sighs> using a um i i'm not entirely sure but a, a native afghan string instrument yeah yeah um, and it's just, it's it's, it's, I hate that insulting <laughs> to the yeah. audience For because it just game. it literally it's we're assaulted by Bill Murray doing this thing that it's just we're told throughout the movie that Bill Murray has charm and we're never shown it. Um, There's so much of that in this movie, and maybe we can circle back to that. Uh, this movie is so tell don't show, but yeah, that that's. But I want to talk about this smoke on the water. He says, so the line, as almost everybody who's been alive in um, at least America for the past 40 years, I swear, knows the line is smoke on the water, fire in the sky. Somehow Bill Murray is singing smoke on the water and fire in the night sky, which doesn't make any – it doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I don't I, like it. So in addition to that scene just being um, bad, uh, there's also like – the, the second climax, the gunfight, has mm. a 10-minute buildup, and then it's just over. And it's it, it's yep. it's kind of like what they do in like season one of Game of Thrones with uh, Tyrion's battle. Yeah, uh, they where knock they, him out for most of it. They, knock, they just knock him out immediately, and there's or fighting to, happening over there. To pull it back to what Game of Thrones probably was influenced by, uh, the fact that in The Hobbit, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies, uh, Bilbo's knocked out and misses most of it. You know what I mean? It right. has to be told about it afterwards, which they don't actually even tell us about it afterwards, really, do they? In Game of Thrones? No, in in Rock the Casbah. No, in Rock the Casbah, <laughs> uh, uh, Richie, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Bill Murray gets shot immediately. It's obviously non-lethal. Um, 
and you just hear the gunfire going around them, and then Bruce Willis's character, who I'm amazed we haven't talked about Bruce Willis's character uh, yet here, but Bruce know, Willis's character basically just comes up to him and he says like, "Oh, walk it off," and then that's it. We're done. And then he has the stereotypical arm in a cast. I swear, if you get shot in the movie, you always end up with your arm in a cast, no matter where you're shot. Right. You get shot in the foot, and you end up with your arm in a cast. Because that's how people show that I'm recovering. I'm okay. I'm not going to be issued. Like, this bullet wound is not going to bother me for the rest of the, the story, because I have Which, my arm in a cast, so I'm good. Thank God there wasn't much story after that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that's, that's another way that it, it feels like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to use the phrase that I was using, because... <gasps> I know. I'm sorry. I, I have we to We win. It. Yeah. Uh, another reason why this movie is such wish fulfillment for our uncle is because this guy, it, it, it's all about wanting to save the day, be the hero, and like get a cool wound. You're like, oh, no, I was shot in Afghanistan without actually having any effect on, like, no actual danger. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's the illusion of danger. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray... Uh bravados his way through all these scenes the exact way that you'd imagine your your uncle would um act in front of one of the um furry hat beef eater guards at westminster yeah, uh, yeah. like yeah it's it's, it's it's bravado it's braggadocious it's not it, it's it's a hundred percent just it, it's those two dogs fighting in front of a gate but as soon as you open the gate they like just slouch off like yeah, it's... except a little bit more of an almost offensive American-centric view. Of, this guy's going to go over there and just uh, take care of things. Yeah. No, see, I know I know what to do with this because I'm American, and I know everything. Yeah. It's, I'm charming. It, it, I'm Richie. Yeah, yeah uh, and honestly, it, it and that could have been an interesting story if they had gone that way because they could have had this dude come in as this very high – uh, what's the word? Arrogant. Uh, yeah, this very highly arrogant dude coming over from America, like into this alien culture, and then like learning to you know, not be as arrogant. Which rubber meets although, the road, and he gets humble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which seen that story before too, but that's. But it, it would have been I mean, better. I. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been better, just because at that point we have this entire culture just doing something to affect one one american yeah. character which yep. would be problematic in its own way but it's a different kind of that um, movie might feel more earned than this one just because i'm not entirely sure bill murray goes through any sort of character development at all in this movie nope. which is amazing because we literally every scene is focused on him he is uh ostensibly our protagonist um Definitely. but he is just there's nothing there's nothing to this movie this 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 movie is it's like a, a dinner a, of saltines they uh, they refer to it as like a flat circle arc um but it because like you, you know your positive arc negative arc uh and then there's flat circle arc which means you just kind of go around and like you had the story and whatever point you start at you end at and like the only thing maybe he got was like be more honest but like not really. That's he's a still, stretch. Like, yeah, he, he ends up like saving the day and being the guy that he thought he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, but or it's learning it's, that he's the guy that he was putting on to be. Like, uh, I'm I'm just at a loss. Yeah, this this movie's not good, guys. It's not good. Um, 
yeah, the, we kind of touched on it. There's about five other movies that this could have been. It could have been a movie about war profiteering a la War Dogs. One. It, it could have been a movie about this, uh, you know, cockstrong, headstrong guy who decides he's going to go and, you know, just do this white savior thing to fix this one person and all of Afghanistan singing. Two. Um, it could have been about how, Darned. like, in addition to just the war profiteering on the on the Afghani side, it could just be about the nature of you know running wars and how you know it affects a um, a largely like a, a culture that says it's focused on peace. Three. Um, yeah, it, it I <laughs> like it could have been just exactly what it wanted to be, which is uh, you know about a rock manager doing rock manager things. Mm-hmm. Four. Um, and I don't know. I you, you missed the really big one. It could have been about Salima. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I am. I feel bad. That's that's yeah. this movie has brainwashed me. Yeah. It, it it makes you think that Bill Murray is important because it tells you constantly that Bill Murray is important for the story or his character is. But this movie absolutely should have been about the one character who shows any sort of of yeah. consistent agency or development or actually faces any kind of challenge in this yeah. movie uh yeah. wow mm-hmm. <laughs> it should have been about her it should have been her story it's his his uh bill murray getting there should have been a 10 minute scene that was like just like a backstory for like um honestly like it would kind of be a fun uh almost liar revealed uh in that like so like uh he we like this this guy comes into her village and like hears her sing and then like oh no afghan star and then like you find out later that the only reason why he's there is his his star left him uh like you know stranded without a passport and like he wasn't actually there looking for uh the next great talent to be on afghan star or like he wasn't actually doing this stuff he was really just using her as like a source of income to get there and you know, which that's uh, it's, a, it's a liar revealed story which i need to stop pushing but like i've seen so many of them that's kind of stuck in my head as a as a okay story which it's not but even that that's still better than focusing on this washed up dude for all this time and then having the the actual point of the story the the one that it always like all the descriptions of it all like the netflix description all like imdb is like talking about this this girl who is and impressively impressively the first woman on afghani afghan star like have it be about her and not about this nobody you know yeah what what else even is there about this movie it's just it feels like an empty almost yeah almost offensively american centric mm-hmm. uh you know movie is generous just because nothing really happens in it just seems like they threw a bunch of people that were vaguely hot in 2015 Mm-hmm. at this um mm. and also bruce willis for some reason and also bruce so, uh, willis. yeah let's right, i'm uh, we've, we've gone long enough without addressing this bruce Talk willis plays bruce willis in the room. a mercenary character in this that could mm-hmm. have been literally any actor yep i it, think i could have walked on set and played a convincing enough bombay brian but yep. this movie went out of its way to get bruce willis and somehow it's this uh, despite the tone of the last hour this is not a bad thing 
No, actually, it's of of the roles that I've seen Bruce Willis in lately, and and how he kind of just kind of phones it in. It kind of worked. It worked yeah. for me. Honestly, like Bruce Willis was a decent part of this movie. Not the best part, but like yeah. he's just kind of a ride along. But his motivation kind of makes sense. Um, he's a he's a like I'm guessing paramilitary ex uh f- you know special forces that is a mercenary in Kabul and mm-hmm. gets drawn in when he helps Zoe Deschanel escape Kabul and then um is uh like demands payment for helping uh her escape from Bill Murray mm-hmm. and then there's like this uh this like half like adversarial half buddy uh system throughout it and Bruce Willis ends up being one of the more likable parts of this movie. Yeah, he's he's trying to he's recording his memoir uh, on tapes throughout, uh, which is fun. You know, it's not anything spectacular, but it's you know it's it's honestly almost more of a defining character trait, like <laughs> defining character trait than Bill Murray has. Other than you know, he actually has more depth as a character than Bill Murray has, uh, which is ludicrous. Right. Yeah, what what else uh, can we say about this movie? Uh, who's your MVP? Uh, my MVP is, even though we didn't talk about him in the slightest, uh, it's the cabbie uh, that uh, drives Bruce Willis around. Um, he's uh, He starts out not knowing any English or, or barely any English, and then he ends up just translating uh, for the rest of the movie. Uh, but he's fun. He's, he's, a, he's he, a fun regular Joe type character. He's got more charm than the rest of the cast combined. Yep. Uh, yep. Maybe that's harsh, but yeah. he is the only character that you're like, man, I, I, I'd watch this I hope, guy. I hope he does well. <laughs> I hope he, I hope he gets what he wants because he just seems like a guy who's like, he's kind of uh, entranced by uh, American culture because of disco music. Yeah. Uh, and been there, done that, uh, <laughs> and so it, he's relatable. He's just like kind of a, a guy who kind of got swept up and he feels more real as a swept up character than Bill Murray does because Bill Murray like, you know, farts and then complains that it smells like fart around him as a character. Yeah. Um, he's similar to the Dopinder character from uh, Deadpool mm-hmm. where he's at initially, he's just along for the ride, but ends up being like a pretty central yeah. uh, character to it. And yeah, he's, he's charming as all get out. My favorite character, or my, my MVP, was Salima, who just throughout the movie, like I said before, is just the only character who's a character and not yep. really a caricature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either, like, she's she's really good, and uh, close second is Kate Hudson's uh, character, Mercy, who is an opportunistic uh, sex worker who is on her 401k tour, basically. Yep. I mean, she's just having she's living a life. good time. Yeah, she's yeah. she's in control like completely. Uh, yeah. She has a southern accent, which is weird. She yeah. uh, convinces Bill Murray to go back for the girl somehow. Yeah, like like you said, she is in control the entire movie. Even as much as when she goes to, and uh, I apologize for this, but the equivalent of the Sheik's uh, palace, she mm-hmm. is like uh, she has like a direct line to uh, Bill Murray to inform him of the uh of the you know the gunmen to come that are yeah. going to uh the bad guys to, yeah uh that sets up the the final uh confrontation 
and yeah, so she actually uh, positively affects the story because without her it would have uh it went it, they would have had to find some other way that didn't make as much sense for uh them to get that information oh my god did you know kate hudson is goldie hans daughter i feel like i knew that yeah did wow. you know that i just entered the name goldie Hawn in a crossword puzzle that i did like 20 minutes ago really yeah wow. it all comes back it all comes back to goldie Hawn. uh the this now comes full circle thanks for listening to the uh subaru aggressively mediocre podcast uh next week goldie Hawn on our show oh my god she that'd, be, that'd be delightful is she um <laughs> Let me see. We should probably find that out before we invite her on our show. Yeah, otherwise it's going to take a uh, Ouija board and some really strong smelling salts. Yeah. Uh, she is alive, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, we can get her then. Uh, you want to fly her in from uh, from wherever she is? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have my people contact her people. Brilliant. All right. Um, Real quick, I did want to mention, uh, I mentioned earlier it's a lot more uh tell than show uh and that's something that really kind of aggravates me in this movie uh because we are constantly being told that bill murray is this cool dude or at very least used to be cool but like he's also charming like we're being told that he's charming more so than he is charming uh and that's just so bad you don't do that and like it's it's not so much if they couldn't show us that he is charming then they at very least shouldn't have people be constantly saying oh i love this guy oh he's so cool like i swear throughout like he's just constantly especially i noted one specifically bruce willis is like oh you gotta love this guy yeah when like no you don't and you shouldn't love this guy yeah it's this was a bummer it was it's Next... and you know what you know what not every movie that we watch can be a diamond in the rough no this this movie uh, what i appreciate about this movie um, is that I think that more than just being mediocre, this movie was bad, and yeah. and and I um, like not not that that's a bad thing in itself. This movie, I think, like we said about how empty it was and how poorly paced it was and how poorly name a thing it was, mm-hmm. but this movie has some uh, has some ideas behind it. It doesn't have much substance because the the plot really isn't there, but like it's a show. The fact that we can talk about these things in this movie for an hour, uh minus 10 minutes when we had a a brief more fun conversation. Um <laughs> just it really st- says something about what you're putting out there. Whether it's whether it's good or bad, it's it's worth talking about and yeah. um I guess there's yeah, something I, to be said for that. Yeah. I sometimes worry we were going a little bit to uh, English class on this, but hey, save uh, it for the after the podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the the post show, the, the, the uh, talking mediocre. Yeah, the uh, the aggressively introspective podcast is right. what I'm calling it. Uh, with Chris Hardwick. Yep, we got him. Uh, and Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Man, that would be a that'd be wild, wouldn't it? That'd be a time. Yeah, what would they even talk about? If you I sat Chris Hardwick and Goldie Hawn down in a room together, what would they talk about? Uh, probably Game of Thrones. <laughs> probably. Uh, wa- let's, let's Walking Dead. <laughs> so um, I guess let's let's wrap up now. Let's put this whole whole mess behind us. 
But first, uh, Chris, what are your three things? Uh, okay, so firstly, Goldie Hawn. Secondly, uh, the Invisible Boatmobile. And uh, thirdly, a fire in the fucking night sky. Yeah. This movie will be great for you if you fall in that really narrow part of the Venn diagram of people who like uh, 60s and 70s classic American music and don't mind that it is terrible in this movie uh, and just used really badly. You know what? I'm going to stop you there real quick. Yeah. This movie is perfect for the kind of person who likes Cat Stevens but hates that he converted to Islam. Yeah. I, I'm done. Real talk. Hot take. That's what it is. I don't I don't have anything else for this. This is this is the rare outing where Bill Murray is anything less than entirely charming and affable. This is a movie where there is so much going on and so little to say or vice versa. I'm not entirely sure. It this movie is hard to conceptualize without seeing it, but I can't in good conscience recommend anybody see it. Um, I'm really sorry to anybody who listens to this and cares about this movie or worked on this movie or anything, but this is not a good time, and I'm sorry to bring you that information, guys. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a really, really interesting um, movie. It is not colorful, despite this being 2015. It is... Mm -hmm not um the the soundtrack is just fine uh, i would say it's good uh but then they added a chris rock song <laughs> um yeah. they uh it's it's a war movie without any war what can i say about this movie it's that this is a joyless movie and i hope we never see the likes of it again yep never again until um, maybe the next one we'll see what's the yeah. next one I always forget. We'll find out next we'll find week. Out. Yeah, we'll find uh, out when you find out. <laughs> yeah. Because um, as soon as you hit play, then we have to... Well, we get like a timer when somebody opens the page. We have to then watch the movie. Uh, and then we have to record when somebody hits play. The real secret behind this podcast is that we have time turners from Harry Potter. Yeah. So, um, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty good. But not uh, the shit ones from Cursed Child. The like, okay ones. The closed time loop ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, hey, uh, so this one, uh, this podcast, uh, talking kind of introspective here, this took a different turn than uh, a lot of the other ones, and uh, we recognize that here at the Aggressively Mediocre Podcast. We uh, don't necessarily enjoy looking at bad movies, because that's not really what we're here for. So yeah. it, was, it was definitely a bummer, but you know what? I'm still glad we watched it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, you, if you guys listen to this and you're like, man, uh, this really bummed me out, let us know. Obviously, it's more fun for us to watch good movies, but if we mm-hmm. just watched good movies, we really wouldn't tread any new territory. Yeah. Um, but if we just watch bad movies, we just go crazy. Uh, so it's it's tough to, to walk the line, and there's going to be some stinkers, but um, mm-hmm. we, I still wouldn't tra- uh, trade this for the world. No, this is this has been great. Yep. Um, you know what else is great? What? Twitter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well... Tell me uh, about it. It can be. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to say a thing, but only wanted to be able to say it in less than 280 characters? Uh, every day. <laughs> do you do you find yourself rambling too much and need a physical limitation on how much you can say on any given topic? 
boy, do I. Uh, the Twitter's the place for you, and it's also the place for us. We're on there. Uh, we're the Aggressively Mediocre Podcast, and I believe it's at Aggressively The. Yes. Uh, and we uh, that's where we we haven't done too much interaction, but uh, like I said, if you if you figured out the word of the day, the phrase of the day, uh, which we we, we said once, did. we said once. Uh, if but if you if you. It would I'm really be out. some really good wish fulfillment if you guys reached out to us. Yes, exactly. Uh, it would fulfill several of my wishes if you guys would uh, tweet at us the, the word of the week uh, to let us know that you watched or listened. You know, or, or how you tweet at us anything. Like, or or tweet at us anything. We're, we're not really doing anything else. Uh, you can tweet at us ideas for new movies that you think are mediocre. You can tweet at us uh, how to get in contact with uh, Subaru's marketing team. You can tweet uh, at us uh, interesting recipes. Uh, that one's more for me. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet at us song recommendations. I will usually like the song because I like any song that is recommended to me. It's true. He's the only person I know who, if you make a song recommendation to him, he will almost immediately listen to it. And then I'll like it. It's very yeah. bizarre. And let you know. And it's 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 satisfying as, as, a, as a person who suggests music. Yeah. It's, it's very, it um, what's it called, uh, validating cathartic oh validating yeah that works too yeah but you know what if you if you can't fit your praise or criticism or recipe into 280 characters you can also reach us at, at google on or kind of google <laughs> at, <laughs> google. The, 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 at google just go to the google uh just go to ask google. for us <laughs> you'll you see. go to the uh gmail uh it's uh aggressively mediocre it's agmedpc so a g g m e d p c at gmail.com at gmail.com i'm trying to think of anywhere else uh you can contact us nowhere else quite yet Uh, i that's not entirely true i respond to smoke signals ah i respond to if you angle a mirror correctly and so that you can get like a sos light uh or i guess morse code light uh off the moon you have to do it you have to find the spot on the moon where I put a mirror so that it'll come down to me. Uh, and then I'll respond to that. you got to be paying attention, though, because sometimes a little, I'm a little late. But, I have to, yeah. by God, is it effective if you get a hold mm-hmm. of him. Yep. This is enough of this. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I think we're only on Spotify right now, but we're, we're working on other things. We'll get there. So we can't, we can't, you can't leave reviews yet. Thank God. Uh, yeah. And so. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. One day you'll be able to shit on us as much as you, as much as your little heart desires. We can't uh, wait. Uh, yeah, Chris is into exciting. that. I'm really into that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so basically, until the next time we watch uh, an aggressively mediocre movie. Uh, see ya. Yeah. Later. Goodbye.